Hi, today I'm going to discuss what is employment equity. Uh, we get asked this quite a lot by new organizations and in this video I'm going to try and explain what the South African Employment Equity Act is, how it works, the regulations around it, uh, the purpose of it and basically how to implement it in the organization. At the end of the video, I will give you links to different websites and resources where you can basically go and check um, what you need to do and how to do it. Uh, we also have a link to a compliance checker that can check to what extent your organization complies now. Uh, but more of this at the end. So, what is employment equity? Now, the closest definition that I could master is basically that it's a set of laws and regulations that govern and guides and is used by government to create a homogenous private sector by forcing business diversity transformation to reflect the country's demographics and to compel businesses to provide equal opportunities, fair treatment, without discrimination against employees in the workplace. That is quite a mouthful for a definition. Don't worry about it too much if you don't understand it. By the end of this, you will understand what all that means. To answer the question of what is employment equity, you first need to understand where employment equity came from. It's hard to believe, but employment equity dates back to 1863 in the USA. Um, and this was during the Reconstruction Era. Um, now, if you Google the Reconstruction Era, you will find out that this was after the Civil War. They created the Employment Equity Act to make space for the newly freed slaves as well as women in the workplace. Now this spilled over to Russia and after the Russian Revolution um, when Lenin took over Russia in 1918, his girlfriend and secretary, I don't know whether she was first the secretary and then the girlfriend, or the other way around, but anyway, Inessa Armand were instrumental in creating the International Equity and Affirmative Action Movement. Now, her intention was to provide equal opportunities and fair treatment of women and other peoples and to eliminate discrimination. Well, she had the ear of Lenin and from there it grew until the entire world now has some form of either an Employment Equity Act or an Affirmative um, and Minorities Act. However, Employment Equity as we know it today was formalized in 1958 in France under the French Constitution. It was the first 
punitive legislation was only introduced after 1960 in the US by John F. Kennedy. So employment equity is not something that was created in the last decade and not something that was created by a single nation. It was a global movement. In South Africa, the Employment Equity Act governs employment equity and it's about to be changed again with the 2018 uh, amendment, which will introduce specific industry quotas um, that must be met by organizations if they want to avoid the extreme penalties and even jail time. In South Africa, the Employment Equity Act is enforced by the Department of Labor. Now, government has basically instructed them to focus on one specific area, and that's your numerical goals. They want to see that the business employees basically reflect the demographics of a country, which means that organizations are forced to match the EAP, or the Economic Active Population Ratio, for black, Indian, Asian, women and disabled people. Now, if the organization fails to match that, the organization is then subpoenaed with a compliance order. If they then do not comply, they are extremely heavily fined. During my 25 years of practice, I have yet to see an employment equity inspection where the actual inspector takes time to study or peruse basically the employment equity policies organization to see if the actual policies prevent discrimination. Basically what they do is they look at whether the organization submitted all the documentation, whether there's a forum or a employment equity committee, or if there's a manager. But other than that, they really couldn't care less. They really don't care. So the intention of the Employment Equity Act is completely lost on the Department of Labor and its inspectors. So what is the employment equity ratio? Now, to understand the ratio of employment, you must look at where the ratio comes from. All organizations in South Africa have to submit the EA2 and the EA4 reports. Now, that is basically a document that indicates how many employees the company has currently um, on each level of the organization. So the employment equity reported by all organizations in the country forms the basis for the economic active population. Now, when the Employment Equity Act was created, it also created the Commission for Employment Equity. Now, the Commission 
takes all the employment equity documents, the EA2s and EA4s, they take that data, they compile it to get a specific ratio of men and women in the organization, their races, their genders, their disability, as well as their salaries. Now, the commission then collates all the data into the Employment Equity Annual Report. Now, the Employment Equity Annual Report has a purpose of providing the Economic Active Population Ratio, or the EAP. Now, this means that it's possible to provide a ratio for employment across all organizations. It doesn't matter what size or in which industry they are, to show exactly what the race and gender and disabilities are within these organizations. Now, when you look at the actual table, I think it's table 5.1 in the Employment Equity Commission report, you will see that 80% of employees in South Africa is black. 9.7% is colored. 2.7% is Indian. And 8% is white. So what's the purpose of employment equity? When you look at Section 2 of the Employment Equity Act, the purpose of the Employment Equity Act speaks to the fair treatment, equal opportunities, and the protection of people in the workplace. But then it switches gears to affirmative action. Now, affirmative action's got a really bad name worldwide and this is where things get airy because although affirmative action has the intention of correcting uh, an organization's current employment it also creates a lot of controversy but a little bit more of that later in South Africa employment equity consists of the Employment Equity Act and the codes of good practice. Now, the Act has had several amendments over the years, with the 2018 amendment due to be implemented within the next couple of years. But let's first look at the Employment Equity Act. The Employment Equity Act is the actual law that governs employment equity in, this, in South Africa. It has extremely strict regulations that all employers that fall within the designated employer category must follow to their letter. To implement the employment equity in the, work in the workplace is quite difficult. Um, this act also contains penalties and fines um, that is basically imposed by the Department of Labor once this is not 
complied with. The Department of Labor then uses the Act as a guideline to verify that organizations comply with the Act. Many people find it quite difficult to understand that the Employment Equity Act, with all the amendments, is is a uh, it's a mountain of paperwork, you know, and and trying to find a specific rule or regulation within the amendments, because what happens is that it's an amendment basically then means that they change one word or a sentence or a paragraph within the Act. And you read the 2014 version of the Act, then the two must actually be merged into one document before you can basically understand what's going on. Now, we've done that. And you can find that merged or combined document on our website. Um, you're welcome. The second part of the Act is the Code of Good Practice. So what is the Code of Good Practice? The Code of Good Practice forms part of the Employment Equity Act, but not part of the actual law, the Act itself. In the Employment Equity Act, it states that the Minister will form the Codes of Good Practice, and the Codes of Good Practice are there to basically explain the Act and to provide guidance how to implement the Act in the organization. The actual Code of Good Practice does not contain any penalties or fines or anything like that. It's just a guide to help you to, to basically implement the Act into the organization. Now, there's currently eight Codes of Good Practice um, and tags, which is a, the tag is a technical assistant type of document and it gives you a bit more information to, to what you need to implement. Now, the eight codes is the Code of Good Practice for HIV and AIDS. Then you have the HIV AIDS tag. Then you have the Code of Good Practice on equal pay for work of equal value, meaning that um, two people doing the same job in the organization should earn the same salary. Then you have the Code of Good Practice on Employment Equity of Persons with Disabilities, as well as a TAG, um, which is a technical document for persons with disabilities. You have a Code of Good Practice for the handling of sexual harassment in the workplace, and a Code of Good Practice for the integration of employment equity into the HR policies and practices. Now, that's a very um, important code to, to actually have with you. When you form your Employment Equity Committee, they need to really, really get behind that code because that code will assist them to implement all the policies into the organization. Now, the next and final code is your Code of Good Practice on the preparation and integration and monitoring of the Employment Equity Plan. Again, very important to know because when you create the employment equity plan for the organization, now the plan is basically the, the plan that the organization is going to use to, 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 to transform 
itself to comply with the act. In other words, it's going to get more women, more disabled people, Indian, colored, white, whatever the case may be. That's your, your goal and how you will achieve it over the next three to five years. You can download all these codes from our website. Trying to get some of these codes on the different government websites was quite, quite, a, quite a job. So I've taken the liberty and, and copied all the codes to our site and you can just go in there and download any of the codes and print them out. So what is required of the employer? The Act basically requires the designated employer to appoint a senior director or manager and he is responsible, he or she is responsible to implement and to monitor the employment equity progress and transformation in the organization. Now the employment equity manager will then form the employment equity committee. That is quite a fun exercise. If you've seen politicians at work, try and form a committee. You have your hands full. Now Part of the committee, you can also form the workplace forum, which consists basically of all the employees in the organization. The Employment Equity Committee then has the job of implementing, monitoring, and basically creating employment equity opportunities within the organization. They must first of all consult with all the employees and inform all the employees about employment equity and the process that's going to be followed, the procedures that's going to be followed and how it will be implemented. The Employment Equity Committee has a responsibility to analyze the organization for barriers to employment equity. That's one of their jobs. They have to do that. And once that is done, they must then do projections and compile the employment equity report. Now, the employment equity reports is based around the EEA reports, and they run from EA1 to EA14, as well as the employment equity plan, the plan that the organization will implement to transform. Um, it is their responsibility to monitor affirmative action. So the employees of the organization now becomes the policing of the Employment Equity Act. And the employees must now basically go and transform the organization and keep the records of how they're doing it. The employer must implement the, the Employment Equity Codes of Good Practice and the policies and procedures, as well as remove all discriminatory employment barriers. Although the Employment Equity Committee is in charge of monitoring and, and analyzing, it is still the responsibility of the employer to remove said barriers. Because those barriers become the responsibility of the senior manager as well as all the executives within the organization. Now, every year all organizations considered 
designated employers. Now, a designated employer is a company that has more than 50 employees or exceed a specific um, threshold in turnover. So if your company has a turnover of more than 25 million or 10 million, depending on the industry, you have to comply, even if you have only one employee or two employees. Vice versa is also uh, correct, where you have a company that has um, 51 employees, but a turnover of, let's say, 100,000 bucks. It doesn't mean that you don't have to comply. The moment you go either over the employees or the, the, the turnover, you have to comply and you become a designated employer. Now, if you're a designated employer, you have to submit the EA2 and the EA4 reports by the 15th of January annually. But you must get your username and password from the Department of Labor from the, from the 1st of October till the end of October. If you miss that deadline, you can't submit your report and then you're non-compliant and then the Department of Labor is going to give you a hard time. Now that you have submitted your documents, the next thing that you need to keep in mind is the removing of discrimination and barriers to employment. The purpose of employment equity is to remove these discriminatory uh, barriers to employment and to make sure that all employees are treated fairly. Now, the codes of good practice, and this is why the codes are so important, list 18 items that an employer may not discriminate against. So if someone applies for a job, there's a list of 18 things that you're not allowed to discriminate against. And this includes things like the person's beliefs, um, the way he dresses, things like that. The codes also include 104 recognized disabilities. So if employees come to you with a disability or a note saying that they are disabled, it must comply with one of those 104 disabilities. Otherwise, it will not hinder them in employment. In terms of the implementation, the employer must create policies and procedures to ensure that there is no discrimination. So what is the controversy surrounding employment equity? The controversy started when the Employment Equity Act was promulgated, not just in South Africa, but worldwide. Because all the acts started off as punitive and vindictive. This created animosity in the private sector, especially amongst the small and medium businesses. The reason is, in a small business and in a medium, medium business, most employees are known. In other words, employees are treated much more fairly much more personally than in large corporations or in government. Uh, globally, employment equity is absolutely beset with controversy. Many companies of many countries are forcing 
their governments to revisit and revise Employment Equity Acts. Some of them have even completely repealed them. And it seems like Russia is leading with this, with this employment equity, where they have now abolished all the use of all quotas, as well as some of the parts of the Act. Canada has done the same. Slovenia has done the same. And because they said that the legislation is discriminating, I hope you found that uh, interesting and um, you actually now understand what employment equity is. If you have any questions or any comments, please uh, let us know in, in the comment section below. You will also find the website address as well as the address to the, the compliance checker um, that we used for, for a lot of our clients. If you want to find out anything else or you're looking for information, you're welcome, welcome to contact us. Find out. Uh, um, please like and subscribe if you found value in this and um, share. Thank you.